Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your It's Wednesday. It is. It's the middle of the week. Still there. Some people think of it as the hump of the week. <laughs> you kind of get over, and now it's all downhill after this hump day it one, has been said one person does for one sure one person does <laughs> <laughs> happy hump day Andrew. yes happy hump day Edwin. <laughs> i know that's meaningful to you <laughs> i i just uh gotta, we gotta break up the work week there it is gotta break it up there it is we are still in john 9 and we're going to be moving through i'm going to read verses 8 through 17 today We're looking at this blind man who is healed. Yesterday he went and washed and came back seeing. And now in verse 8, the neighbors, and this is the English Standard Version if I didn't say that. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No. But he's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, He's a prophet. I know we're going to talk about the blind man and getting his sight, but I just had a, a kind of a stray thought there when there's this division in the Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? And And because some of them are saying, Well, then he's... Not from God. He's not keeping the Sabbath. But others said, ah, how can a sinful man do such signs? And I think, oh, I wonder if that was Nicodemus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we... that echoes uh, you know, the John 3. We, no man could do the signs you do unless he's come from God. That was kind of where Nicodemus started. And now somebody is mentioning this again, but now in the council of the Pharisees. It doesn't say Nicodemus, but boy, I wonder. That was his line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, here we have it. In these, in these paragraphs, if you start in verse 7, three times he went, he washed, he came back seeing. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading it just now, I, I guess in verse 7, I've always thought of it as him coming back to Jesus. But now I realize what's happening here is Jesus has sent him to go wash. And like you pointed out yesterday, He's being led away. He uh-huh. he can't see on his way. Yeah. And now he's gone somewhere else and he comes back seeing, but Jesus is not there. Right. So right. he doesn't come back to Jesus. Jesus mm-hmm. doesn't wait around yeah. to be able to make a big deal about, hey, hey, did everybody notice? Look, everybody notice what, what just I happened? Did. But people are realizing this guy's seen. Mm-hmm. And the, the way the story gets propagated is folks are looking. It's like, wait, wait a minute. Isn't that the beggar who can't see? What's going on? Yeah. And that's how the yeah. story comes out. Yeah. And they're like, well, what, what happened here? Well, let me tell you, this guy named Jesus, he put mud on my eyes. He told me to go wash. I washed and and now I'm seeing. Well, where is he? I don't know. He wasn't here when I got back. He, he's but uh, yeah. but well, what do you think about him? Well, I think he's a prophet. He's the one that did this. But but we've got a little problem, mm. got a little problem. Mm-hmm. 
because this is the Sabbath day. That's right. That is a problem. And it's a problem. For some of these Pharisees, for sure, it's a problem. It's a problem for some of these Pharisees. Now, we know that a few chapters ago, Jesus actually provided scriptural lawful authority for healing on the Sabbath. Yeah, he did. But I guess they didn't buy his argument. Mm -hmm. I guess they decided, no, you're being inconsistent. That implication in the scripture, that inference that you have drawn is not really a logical inference. And so they decided that he was not serving the Lord. Well, and and just to kind of build on that a little bit, where we last left these Pharisees, I think was in John 8 and verse 59. I think it's those same guys who it says, and they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. And so I think you're right. They may not have been accepting his teachings. (laughs) I don't know that it's the exact same Pharisees, but it's certainly that group of people that seems to be having a problem with him. They're just not good with when when he said he was God either. They also had a problem with that. Or or when he performs these amazing or, yeah, miracles. These like, miracles. Yeah, here's this. Okay, so here's why I'm bringing up the Sabbath thing though. And yeah. let's we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just be honest. We'll just put everything out on the table. Yesterday, we made a strong claim in our conversation, Andrew. As you and I were talking together. Both of us agreed and made a strong claim that what we see here is a picture of salvation where someone is commanded to do something and it's not until he does it Mm -hmm. that he's healed and made Mm -hmm. whole Mm -hmm. we made a direct connection to the washing of baptism yes we did and that we have commands that if what we want is to have soul healing Mm -hmm. if what we want is to have whole life healing if we want to have salvation from our sins to be redeemed and forgiven we have a command Mm-hmm. You got to believe, you got to repent, you got to go be baptized for the remission of your sins. You got to you got to go do that. You got to go wash in the water. Yeah. And you're saying that we are saying that this is essential. This is essential. But but someone might say, and not until you've done that. Correct. Will you be saved unless yeah. one is born of water and spirit? He will no no wise enter the kingdom. Well, now you're quoting Jesus <laughs> from John. Yeah. That's we right. we we've been there just a few weeks ago. All right. And I okay, and, Andrew. And, let me and ask yet, you this. And yet, there is a view today. Well, yeah, okay. So I, you're 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 intuiting where I'm going to go. Here's here's my question for you. I have studied with people, and let me see if you've had these experiences, where I walk through those kinds of things, and someone will look at all that, and they'll get this kind of puzzled look on their face, and they'll scratch their head, and they'll say, "Well, man, I see it." I mm-hmm. see that's what it says, but I know that can't be right. Yeah, that can't be so. That cannot be right because I know I cannot work for salvation, yeah. and you've got me working for salvation. If you're teaching me that I need to, well, baptism is, seems to be the sticking point, but uh, in any type of obedient response, then I'm doing a work. I'm trying to work my salvation, and that can't be so. Salvation is by grace and, and through faith. I can't earn it. Baptism is earning it. And have you heard people even say it this way? You know, if you say that I have to do something, now you're saying Jesus plus something. So if you yes. say, if you say, look, I got to be baptized to be saved, you're saying Jesus plus baptism. If you're saying I've got to, you know, I've got to go to church to be saved, you're saying Jesus plus going to church. I mean, whatever you add in there, they'll say you're, you're adding something. And uh, so, okay, let's let's talk about this guy healing. Let's talk about mm-hmm. this guy being yeah. healed. I mean, this guy says over and over again, they've asked him multiple times, how can you see? I was told to go wash. I washed. Now I see. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is he, is this Jesus plus washing? Is that the way that worked? Is he has he now added something in to the healing that that happened here? 
I don't believe so. I mean, as I look at this, I'm saying, well, it is Jesus working. It is Jesus power. But he has taught him and told him what he needs to do to receive that power so that Jesus will work. Yes. Okay. So Jesus is the one working. In fact, let's dig in on that because that's why the Sabbath thing I think is so important here. Mm. Because here in John chapter nine, what they're upset about is the Sabbath. Yeah. But unlike the guy back in John five, who's carrying his bed and they accuse him of working, you notice they don't accuse the blind guy of working. No, they don't. Who's the one that they accuse of working? This, it's Jesus, isn't he? We know he's a sinner because he's not keeping the Sabbath because he has done this healing on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I Man, this to me is just so powerful and profound. Their whole argument right now is we can't believe this because somebody did some work and nobody accuses the blind guy of working. That is true. That nobody looks at it. Nobody looks at the blind guy and said, you did the work of healing. They all know, yes, he did something. Mm -hmm. Yes, he responded. Yes, he actually got up and walked somewhere and took an action. And yes, Yes, it's true. In the way language works, we can use the word work and apply it to what he did. I, I mean, language is often very fluid and words There's have a, a spectrum, spectrum of meaning. meaning. And yeah. so, yeah, we can do that. But when it comes to working here, nobody thought this man was working. Yeah. They all thought Jesus was working. He is not taking any type of a credit for this either. No. He's not saying I healed myself. No. Look what I did. Now I can see because I did this. In fact, in fact, in verse 17, so they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? You know, they didn't say, well, that is so cool that you opened your eyes by washing off the mud. That is just amazing. Do you think if we put mud on everybody's eyes and they walk if we found all the blind people and put mud on their eyes and had them wash in the pool of Siloam, that it would just go away? They don't get into any of that. They all know Jesus opened this, but he was the one that went and watched yes but they all knew jesus was the one who did the work of healing i want okay let's go back to our baptism parallel i want us to recognize that for my friends my family for folks who i've talked to that said i i see what you're saying from the scripture but it can't be so because that would be me working for salvation i want to say when i get baptized when you get baptized it is no more us working than it was this blind man working Mm -hmm. in fact Andrew, let me read something for you. I'm going to read from Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. This is in uh, chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So there is a working of God. There was a working of God shown in raising him from the dead, but there's also a working of God shown right here in this baptism. Yes. Because here in this working of God in the baptism, he says, you've received a circumcision without hands, a spiritual operation, removing sin, removing that flesh, and making you... uh. Right. Yeah. Whole. Making you yeah. whole, making you right. And who did that work? Mm-hmm. God. God. Did. It's God working. It's, it's not raised in the faith of my powerful working in baptism. Mm-mm. It's not faith in baptism. 
It's faith in God who yeah. promised something in baptism. When, when this blind man went to the pool of Siloam, he wasn't putting his faith in the pool of Siloam. Mm-mm. When this blind man went to the pool of Siloam, he wasn't putting his faith in himself having the ability to go to the pool of Siloam. When he washed the mud off, he wasn't putting faith in the washing of the mud. He was putting his faith in the man that said, go wash this off in the pool of Siloam. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening when someone who is responding to baptism, the command of baptism in the scripture correctly, is they're not putting faith in baptism. They're mm-hmm. not putting faith in themselves. They're putting faith in God and his promise and his work. In fact, if we go back to John chapter 9, we talked on Monday about this really, what we find to be kind of a weird question from the apostles. Do you remember what the question was? At the beginning of John chapter 9. Who Who sinned? And then Jesus' answer was? No one. Neither Neither the man nor his parents. And so why is he blind? Yeah, so that the works of God. Wait, wait. So that what can be seen? Was it in the works of God? The works of God. So God's working? So, so so not the works of this man who's going to go wash? Mm-mm. No, he said, what you're about to see is the work of God. I That's what I want to say about baptism. When we see someone baptized into Christ and raised to walk in a new life, what we are seeing is the work of God going on. It is God who works salvation. In fact, let's just look at baptism. Mm-hmm. You and I have both been baptized. Mm-hmm. Andrew, when you were baptized, what happened? I mean, just practically and pragmatically, how did baptism work for you? I, I actually was uh, in a Baptist tree. Uh-huh. There was a preacher there with me. And what did he do? And he guided me down under the water, and he raised me back up out of the water. That's 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 how I was so baptized. I, I mean, and that's why every baptism I've ever seen. The expression is often received baptism, right? Yes. Because you're passive in it. Yeah. You don't go do this yourself. The very picture of baptism, the very action of baptism is not actually doing anything. It's having something done to you. That's right. I mean, even in just what happens in baptism, it is a picture of something is happening to me. I'm, I'm accepting it. I'm receiving it. But I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing it. And that's what's happening salvation-wise. I'm accepting it. I'm receiving it. I am submitting to this promise. I'm submitting to this command. But I'm not doing anything. This is the work of God. And I was going to say, and marrying it with faith, the, the preacher asked me, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And I said, I do. Yeah. 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 Right? I'm confessing, confessing that, faith. that faith. And so it is faith. Jesus is Lord baptism um and and just since we're talking about baptism let's talk about it we, we can add a minute here little babies yeah that no faith it, there's no faith yeah there's no profession of faith there's not the knowledge of christ there's no knowledge of the gospel there's no faith that there's a god there's no faith yeah and so we're not talking about sprinkling christening infants at all that's not bible baptism right and i guess here would be a breakdown i get when this fellow went and washed his eyes he didn't go dive into the pool but remember in Colossians 2 where we just read, what's the picture? Burial. Burial. So when we are Burial. being washed of our sins, we are being yeah. buried. Yeah. We're, we're not being uh, you know, having a shovel full of dirt or water poured on us. We yeah. are being buried. So yeah. we want to make sure that's happening. So again, just like yesterday, I want to turn to everybody who's listening. Have you been buried with Jesus Christ? Have you given your allegiance to Jesus? Have you received the healing and the wholeness and allowed him to work in your life, saving you at that moment when he said he would do it? Uh, he has said, he has said, he that believes and is baptized will be saved. Will you surrender to his saving work in baptism? If we can help you with that, email us, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. 
texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Show up at our classes or assemblies. We would love to study with you. You can find time and location on our website, christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, close us out in prayer, brother. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that we can read your word. Thank you, Father, that we can think about the marvelous power that you exercise through Jesus Christ and through your gospel to make us whole, to forgive us of our sins, Father, to make us right and justified in your sight. What wonderful grace and mercy is in the gospel. And I pray, Father, that those who are believing this truth might act in courage and faith and obedience to this message. And, Father, that you might allow us to help in any way that we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.